Welcome to Odin's Alchemy. This week, we have the fantastic Rachel Lennis. If you don't know Rachel, she is at Sunforge. She's usually on Telegram. And Rachel is thinking about starting up her own channel. We all should very much encourage this. We all want to see Rachel talking. We all love hearing it. We all do. And uh, this week, uh, if if you didn't uh, catch it on the Rockfin side, I announced uh, I've been invited to go to Flattoberfest this year to be one of the speakers, um, which obviously I accepted. I wanted to go to Flattoberfest for my vacation anyways. Um, that is just the, the, the event to be at. And uh, those guys are just having a gas. And then uh, while Christy and I were figuring that out, while the early bird tickets were on sale, which they are right now, um we were trying to figure out how to get that and then i got asked to be one of the speakers so this year it's gonna so far be uh mark Sargent, mike williams benjamin balderson like that guy uh jason lingren love that guy uh chief crow and the flatworms one big love um i'm not sure if uh cammy and zach's name was in those if that's yeah i know cammy and zach are gonna be there um yeah and more to be announced so absolutely fantastic um and as always we uh we love the bear pelagic coffee love you bears um 410-708-7622 if you want the best coffee ever had um so i'm told uh i don't really drink coffee myself but you know we're thinking about doing the those coffee enemas. I told them if I was going to do that, it'd only be with their bare coffee. It's the only coffee for my ass. I tell you that. <laughs> it, it smells absolutely delicious. So, but this week, Rachel and I continue on with the Hava Mall. Is there anything you wanted to talk about quick before, uh, uh, anything you wanted to promote before we start? Um, I am offering bone art right now because I, oh, yes, got some bones. So I have currently a buck skull that is finished, and I just finished this lovely deer piece. Hold on, hold that, on. Let me, uh, hold on. Let me, uh, can I figure out how to solo you? No, that solo me. That's not what we want. That's all right. Sorry, Jared's not here. <laughs> I wanted to blow, blow Rachel up here. So just got to get a mount on it and it can be homed, but it's got gold leaf. And if you tuned into the Weaving Spiders Welcome on Wednesday, it also chose its own runes. So there are runes hidden in this design that it picked. So they're, they're so intricate. That's why I wanted to blow it up. Her artwork is absolutely so intricate. Rachel made me a tree that uh, I will be showing off to everybody at some point, but it's that hidden away while I make the frame which I'm making out of some purple heart that I got from a good friend of mine. Um, nice. So that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be so cool. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I actually didn't know what to do with that. And I thought quite a bit about carving the tree into it. Purple hearts, my favorite wood ever. And uh, this friend just gave to me, he didn't even know that. And uh, I was like, Oh, wow. And uh, so, it, so anyways, I was, deciding what to do with it and then i got a tree from rachel 
and obvious then now the obvious thing to do with that is make a very nice frame um <clears throat> and put nice. it in there yes so that will that will be most excellent um oh and also this week i kind of wanted to talk about um it kind of feels like one of two things it feels like we're either at the uh end of the season where they're going ahead and playing all the season highlights from the last you know 50 years or whatever and they have busted out every emotional program that they can uh currently we've got you know war with russia uh we've got uh the the leak of uh, uh roe versus wade um which hasn't even been as far as i've I, i've been paying a lot of attention but i haven't seen where that's ever been verified in any way shape or form this could straight up just all be complete nonsense um the they tried sparking up the race war with matt you know coupled with mass shooting uh school shooting uh you know uh, monkeypox um <laughs> like they 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 have literally anything and anything that they have used and those those are war um terror disease all those things are what they've just cycled over and over and over again uh in the news for the last however many years in order to keep us put in a position and it, it, it's honestly high time that we push back it, it, it's high time that we're done with this that it's a hundred percent nonsense um we're all tired of the narratives we're all tired of the things that get pushed um, whether uh, it's that they uh, it's either seems like a season ending or, you know, like uh, the dying, cl dying, you know, clutch of something that knows that it's it's about to fall. And uh, so they're just pulling out all the stops currently. Um, and and the alien release, uh, you know, aliens in Congress. Uh, come on now. Uh, they, they're just pulling out literally everything currently, um, and making every division that they possibly can. Uh, we need to push against this as hard as we can. Um, people need to break from the media. Uh, media is never been any good. We've all known that our whole life. Always after the fact, you find out that, uh, media lied to you. Um, every war in our, in anybody's that's living every war in your lifetime, media has tricked you into going into it. Uh, they, they have been the arm of the, the, the arm of the government that is basically, uh, human resources. They're there to make you feel good about the things that are happening in the company. Um, and uh, listen to your complaints and tell you, oh, that's nice. We'll try and do something about that and never do it. Every president ever uh, has marched forward with the same things and progressed, even though they're supposedly totally against the last guy. They don't go back and strike the laws that that last guy made. All the things that they claim were a problem, they don't go and uproot all of that. 
when Nixon was uh, found guilty of uh, being a complete traitor um, and he was going to get fully impeached and bailed instead, did they take and go back and look at all the things Nixon did and find after finding out that he was so corrupt? Did they go back and look at why he passed some of these things and the people involved? Did anybody else fall in any way, shape, or form? No. It all kept marching forward. That tells you they've always been on the same page, always will be on the same page. Um, and as far as as far as going to war, I mean, it, it's time for that to stop too. It, it's time for us to truly recognize and truly spread to everybody that this isn't a war. These are not the heroes are the ones that go out to die. And that's where a big problem in society is and has been for a very long time. They send out the alpha males that are, are trying to be heroes, even though we know they're not, even though we know that these are, these are typically wars of aggression in order to steal resources. Um, these people in their hearts, the soldiers, those guys want to be a hero. They aren't going in being like, mm, I'd like to make big oil rich. Like that is not what's going on. So when they go into these high schools where these kids don't know anything, the same as they did to me, um, they present them these options. The bullies don't ever sign up. The ones that we in today's society call an alpha male when they're talking about all the things wrong with an alpha male. All the good ones went out and died. Them were the ones that were competent, that were actually willing to put their life on the line for something, and it left behind the, the jackasses. And somehow, in today's society, that seems to be okay. Um, you look at, at the last so many presidents and, and, and even people that ran for presidency, the number of draft dodgers is is shocking. It's shocking. Uh, Bill Clinton was a well-known draft dodger. Bernie Sanders was a draft dodger. Uh, Donald Trump was a, a draft dodger. Uh, you know, um, basically, it seems like if you're not a draft dodger, you need to be a disbarred lawyer or else you don't get to run for president. That's like the two. So disbarred lawyers or draft dodgers seems to be the only pool that uh, – is legitimate to run for president at this point. And I don't see how, uh, even though I'm not pro war and I think, and I think all the wars that we've done are, I, I know because nobody has invaded the United States in our lifetime in our grandfather's lifetime. Um, what, uh, war of 1812, something like that was like the last time the United States was invaded. Um, Nobody's ever going to invade our country, so it's always a war of aggression. Always. Unless they're here to hurt you or they are going to imminently be there hurting you, like their fleet is on your borders, then you're then you you are being aggressive. It's a war of aggression. Um and so no, am I for that? Absolutely not. Absolutely. But uh we need to get right about what we're talking about with the soldiers too because none of these kids know they, that's part of why they hit these kids up in high school before they have any understandings of anything um but uh the alpha male that we're that is missing from society they send those guys off and at best 
if they live through it and come back, they're, they're horribly messed up and traumatized by everything that they've been through. Um, you look, the highest suicide rate in the, in the world is uh, veterans or, or even active uh, duty young men. And behind that, it's just uh, men, I think, under in between like 25 and 50. Like it's staggering, staggering. And part of that is we all have been looking for direction from somebody else. We're all looking for like waiting on some kind of a revolution or something like that, waiting on some Superman or some, you know, key leader to come, some general patent. And, and it's time to just start opening your mouth every time. And I know you look like an asshole and yeah, people are going to shout you down. But when these people come out, we need to not, fear sticking our head out. That's been the whole problem. When, uh, like, part of the reason I, when I say somebody's nice, it's usually kind of a little bit of an inside slur. Um, I don't really like nice people because nice people are very immoral people. Um, They're willing, in order to keep from rocking the boat, they're willing to just say nice things. It's, oh, well... Just, just be nice. Just be nice. And, and, and when that happens, and the funny thing is, is the, the ones that end up always winning then is the, is the crazy liberals at this point, because they sit there and say they're crazy, insane things. And then if you say anything contradictory, then they throw a temper tantrum. And then the ones who are just the nice ones are like, well, you rocked the boat. And, and we need to stop capitulating to these people. We need to stop caring. Men need to start being men again. Um, we didn't, part of the whole deal with that balance was men do kind of outrageous things that, that piss a whole lot of other people off. And then women are, and then women are like, no, we need to not do that. We need to, we need to chill out and, and get along. Cause that's, that's what they do. They're about making sure everything goes well and everybody feels good. Well, some we've went too friggin' far with the feel good thing, so far, and and it's gonna hurt for a while. Believe me, it sucks being the standout. It sucks being the one that that you know seems to it looks like ruin the party. But at this point, they are throwing their last ditch efforts, and we need to too. That's just the end of that. Um, it's time for the folk to gather up and understand that there's a whole lot more of us than them. You know, even before all this nonsense, most people knew that more than 50% of the country wasn't Republican or Democrat, didn't vote, didn't believe in this system, thought they're all liars and cheats. It's time for us. We have the internet. We have voices. Let's use them. Even if we don't necessarily get along, so what? We don't need to have one overwhelming government at the end of it. We just need to be done with this one. I so yeah. On to Owen's wise words. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how we get there. <laughs> yes, how we get there. This to a back to a better way, a much better way. So we're starting off on thirty six, which is one of my absolute favorite stanzas. Um, and Rachel can go ahead and start. Alrighty. It's better to have a home, even if it's little. Everyone should call somewhere home. 
Even if you own just two goats beneath a faulty roof, that's still better than begging. Better to have a home, even if it's little. Everyone should call somewhere home. Your heart will be wounded if you have to beg for every meal from somebody else. Never go even a single step without a weapon at your side. You never know when you might find yourself in need of a spear. I've never met a man so generous nor so hospitable that he would not welcome any repayment. <clears throat> nor have I met a man so giving that he'd turn down a thing offered in return. Do not be so sparing in using your money that you don't use it for your own needs. Often what you save for your children will end up in the hands of your enemies. Many things will go worse than you expect. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. One's home is best, though a hut it may be, it be. There a man is master and lord. Though but two goats thine and a thatched roof, tis far better than beg. One's home is best, though a hut it be. There a man is master and lord. His heart doth bleed, who has to beg the meat for his every meal. From his weapons away, no one should ever stir one step on the field. For no one knows when need might have of a sudden, <clears throat> on a sudden, a man of his sword. So that's a word, weird twist of phrase on a sudden a man of his sword so free-handed never found i a man but would gladly take whatever is given nor his goods so ungrudgingly ever to forego what is given him of his worldly goods which he hath got which he gotten hath let a man not stint overmuch. Oft is lavished on foe. What for friend was saved? For matters off, go often amiss. Did you stop on 40? Yeah, that's the one that sounds the most different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, huh. And that's that's why I had to ask. I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it, it got a little different there. So... 36 is one of the ones I speak on quite a bit. It's one of my favorites. Um, when you throw in 37, 36 talks about how it, when it's better to have your own home than to beg, even if it's a simple home, no matter how simple. And this is something that's super lost on today's society. Super lost. We all want to go into the pre-made, um, I'm going to go live off grid. Here, I'm looking for a home that's got solar and water and somebody else has already done all the work and I'm just going to keep comfy living. And and that's as you're living in that life, it's so much easier to expand out and, and add on and make things slightly better than it is to just start from scratch and just sun, and try and make all this up. But either way, um, yeah, people want to just have it all done and and it's way better to live like this even simply like uh when i first lived off grid we had to go down to the river we'd 
load water up into a 55 gallon barrel and we'd and we'd put that on the back of this little buggy and we'd haul it all the way up the mountain and then we'd sit and we'd run that through a little cycling pump and warm it up and then we'd put that little cycling pump onto a shower head and sit there and shower and you know go down and fill it up for drinking whatever um life was rough and everything that we did since then in between made it infinitely better. Like I remember like when I got the kit, put a window in the kitchen right next to the sink. Uh, and we didn't have any windows in the house before then. And Christy was so happy with that. And I mean, she talked about it for weeks. Um, like then those changes really are meaningful. They, they make a difference. Uh, you appreciate the life. And then also you're able to maintain it and take care of it because you're the one that did it. So things aren't such a huge loss when there's a problem. You just go ahead and go fix it. Um, you weren't uh, making payments, aren't paying rent. So you don't have that many bills, that many needs because you're living simply when you're doing like this. Um, so you don't have to come up with that much money. And here's the third, when you add in 37, where a man has to beg for as every meal, don't people find it a little strange that a paycheck is the only thing in the world that the services performed, you know, like when you want, if you want some services, you're going to pay for it before you get your goods, but they're going to make you work a week, two weeks. And then, and then you're like, Oh, I hope I get my check today. Oh, are the checks in, you know, you are a beggar. This is money is yeah. yours. You earned that. Why are you begging? Like if you want to get some plumbing done on your house, they're going to be charging you right away. They're going to make sure that they get their money, some money up front. So they aren't trying to beg for their work money at the end. And yeah, there's going to, they'll leave a lot of times uh, a, a gap at the end, but, or, or like you go to the mechanics, they aren't letting your car leave that building without getting some money that that's not happening. They're keeping control of that situation as an employee, as somebody who's going and living off under other people, you hope that they have a paycheck. You hear about companies all the time that, oh, last week they didn't have enough money for payroll and blah, blah, blah. How do you not have enough money for payroll? That's my money. So you just stole money from me for a week. And that's, it's not like there's repercussions for these people ever. You are literally a beggar for your own money and tell, and how horrible. Yeah. All of that should be calculated ahead of time anyway yeah. <laughs> right yeah. technically absolutely absolutely your There's employees no are yeah I, it's absolutely insane so i mean and i understand that feeling this is part of why i've i've always been willing to live as simply and as rough as i did and have and do um because that's much better to me than than begging somebody or, or going to some association and saying, can I do this on my land? Um, can I, can I do this or that? Even where I had to let the county come in and prove to them I wasn't growing because this pot had, this property had a, a ding on it from what, from the previous owner. Like it was tooth grinding to let somebody come into my property and I'm not growing like, I'm like, look, I'm not even set up for it. I've got animals everywhere. They would eat everything. I can't even grow a food garden yet. Um, but it's still teeth gritting. Like, this is my land. 
Why would mm-hmm. you, what do you say what I do on my land? And that's the whole deal is, is uh, this is the only place in the world where you get to say, and that's why it's such a big deal. Why it made it oh, twice. Yeah. It said there a man is master and Lord in my copy. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, twice. It's like, that's such a big deal there. Even if I'm wrong, it's still my decision to make. I get to do it. I suffer the consequences. It's my land, my house. And, and yeah. you don't get to do that under other people. No, and we did briefly touch on 36 in the last one, but I like the direction that this has gone because it really brings in that creative aspect. You know, when people are like, create your own reality, like this is what that means. This is literal. When you're talking about minor changes, changing your whole world, that's because you participated in creation. And that's, that's the feeling that you should have about making changes in your world. When you, it's nice to have people who are skilled come in and do things for you. Sure. You know, everybody, that's the way things are right now. And that's great. And sometimes you need help. Okay. But whenever you can do something yourself, it's incredible. It's so rewarding. It is so rewarding. And man, I mean, what do you think people used to do with their time? They created their world, like in a very literal and real sense and we've just slipped into complacency you know it's like things are convenient you know my grandparents talked about things that changed in their lives and they grew up you know 50s 60s on farms so i mean i can understand having some conveniences like oh my god i have so many other things to do than this task washing machine thank you you know yeah so i get it but there are certain things where it's like you have time to go do something else, like make your own jelly. That's worth spending time on. <laughs> you know, there, there are certain priorities. I don't need to binge watch any TV shows. I don't even want to binge watch. I can watch like an episode and then watch something next week. It's okay to wait. You know, for yeah. as much as we talk about Saturn and how much it sucks, delayed gratification is healthy. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? I love how in in this version it says your heart will be wounded if you have to beg for every meal from somebody else. I like the way that that's phrased because that's the truth. We are such creators. So if you have if you're put in a position where you must do that, it hurts you at your core because you cannot do it for yourself for whatever reason. You know, that that is hurtful. <laughs> that is something to grieve about and be upset about. Absolutely. It, it, nothing's more frustrating to me. Nothing. I said, I, I, I just can't handle working for other people. I just, I, I can't. <laughs> um, can't handle living in apartments. Can't handle living in cities. Like, like that. that's part of why when the, the Havamal was the first thing that I ever read when I first became an Odinist. And uh, I was like, did I write this fucking thing? <laughs> why do I agree with all of this? <laughs> Yes, like I'm not getting twisted into a religion. Like I'm like, this is the makes sense. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah, could and and then when you look, one of the things today that uh, you see a lot of the crazy left uh, cry about when they cry about the Constitution is that the Constitution was written for landowners. 
Mm-hmm. Now that didn't necessarily mean that you had to own a giant plot of land, but if you are the person living under the landowner, you don't even, and, and this is what we're talking about when the country first started, who did you buy your land from? You didn't. How did you become a landowner? You had enough gumption to go over and build a house and run a property, take care of things yourself. That meant you had a proven competence because if you went and did that and you weren't competent, you were dead. So you were definitely competent. That's it's a measure of success that you were just here and alive. And so uh, uh, with that, you should be given a say. The guys who don't have enough competence to even take care of their own basic needs and have their own home with a couple goats and take care of things, why should you get a say? Mm-hmm. This is, that's how you get the, the, when the underlings start running things, that's how things go to shit. Those guys aren't like, there was a guy here, uh, came for the thing and tried staying for a while and thought that he got mad cause, uh, he wanted to try and run things and wanted things done his way. But this guy was a 36 year old man who had Uh, actual restraining order and never raised his two kids hadn't paid any child support lived in his dad's side room he would get all butthurt if you called it his dad's basement because in florida they don't have basements like "Ah, you're 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 the dumb one like yeah i'm the dumb one dude living in his dad's side room at 36 pushing freaking 40 are you kidding me but when your ideas that's all that that achieve the achievement you can make is living in your dad's side room, then no, you shouldn't be given a say in how things are done. Your thought, your thought processes are not particularly good. Your competence is not good. So no, you shouldn't be given a vote. And that is why that was written that way. Cause at some point in time, being a competent person meant something. Not mm-hmm. everybody has to say, Not every whiner that couldn't, you know, somebody that doesn't know how to fix a car shouldn't get to say in how the car gets fixed. That's idiocy. Yeah. That and I've I've met a lot of people like that, and I won't go into their details, but I do I have heard specific arguments, and this is something that you know race wars like to poke at and make it about, but it is very much about competence. You want property and you're reliant on the government for medication what are you going to do with that property do you know anything are you even trying to garden right now like you think someone should just hand you something i look i would love to just put a bunch of homeless people like out on some property and be like be free you want to be free be free you know you want to be a journey person go for it forage grow food be independent, be out of the system. Okay, please. But I'm going to guess that a good percentage of them don't want to do that. <laughs> no. no. So I, I live in a horrible homeless area. Um, you'd be shocked that they destroy their own little areas consistently. So many of the fires that happen here happen because of the homeless. It started in a homeless camp. Like, they will move it. They will go into a house. They will just destroy it, find an abandoned house. Like if I was homeless and I found a place that was low key that nobody knew I was there, I'd have it all fixed up and you couldn't tell nobody yeah. was there. 
have the inside all set up for me and figure out how to make it real nice and livable. Um, it, it's an entirely different mindset. And those people shouldn't get a say in how the system run, runs, which isn't no. me saying that they are horrible people. I'm not. Um, what, even the workers that I don't give a say, they still get to eat the same food. They still get the same portions. They still get the same treatments and treats and they get their own, their own areas and their own rights. But do you get to say in how I run things on my place? Fuck no. Fuck no. That's, that's just how it goes. I mean, and if you don't want to be under authority, then don't be, you have to become the own authority. That's some this. this yeah. Yeah. You really kind of do. You kind of (laughs) do. Yep. Or else your heart's going to bleed. Because things well, aren't going to be your way. <laughs> yeah, and and to say it that way, I think a lot of pushback that I have gotten and do get is, Rachel, it's not that easy. Okay, maybe it's not easy, but it's that simple. These are simple concepts. Mm-hmm. So maybe making the changes and taking the steps is a challenge. Yeah, it's going to require a lot of you. But it is yeah. that simple. <laughs> the answer is not brain surgery you know it's not whatever we call you know whatever we like in the most difficult situation you're gonna have to develop some will yes that's all it is yeah a little bit of will you do yep so let's see here 38 from his weapons away no one should ever stir one step on a field for no one knows when might have and that's where it gets that real weird turn of phrase but it's just a basic concept, especially back then, that uh, you uh, always kept a weapon. You didn't know when you were going to be in danger. Um, it's a very, I, I, I have, I would love to want hear what a, a heathen from uh, complete pre-Christianization would think of the society that we have let ourselves become. Where most of us, most people walk around with no type of weaponry whatsoever. And at best, you're going to scream uh, rape. You're going to scream fire. You're going to, you know, there, there's even that, uh, Haney has that uh, thing she talks about where, you know, women need to scream fire instead of rape because nobody will come running for rape. Like, like, if you allowed these people to arm themselves then that kind of thing wouldn't be such a, such a big deal. I, which it would still happen to be sure. But the same as uh, what is it? Switzerland where they're supposed to, every citizen's supposed to own a weapon in their home and they mm. have like no home invasions whatsoever because everybody's got a gun in their house. Um, yeah. We're on the flip side, Australia, when they gave up their weapons, yeah, gun crimes went down. But rapes went up, home invasions went up, uh, every other meaningful crime that we're all against uh, as a basic society, uh, you know, don't steal, don't rape, don't hurt and don't kill and hurt other people. Those are just kind of the basic things that everybody pretty much agrees on. And all those went up. Not a good plan. And people are like, we feel helpless when we're bombarded with all these situations that we have zero say or power in. We feel helpless. Yeah, because we literally don't have a way to defend ourselves. Like, literally. Yep. Like, yep. 
duh. <laughs> of course and, you and, feel and helpless. Yeah, and we just haven't gotten to the point of frustration where, like, take the Palestinians. When you see those people chucking a rock at a tank, that wasn't his first choice of weaponry. He yeah. wasn't like, you know. Doesn't fucking, work. Oh, we have a missile. We got some grenades. A, a rock. I like rock. Like Good old-fashioned. No. <laughs> yeah. It supposedly killed the first Christian or Abrahamic man, the first Abrahamic murder. It's good enough for me. (laughs) Call it the old fashioned. (laughs) Well, and I imagine, you know, it's like um, on my telegram, we've been reading the book of five rings. So we've been going through martial arts and the way the warrior type of thing comes up. And I would imagine that people you know, any old warrior would have the same mentality. It's not about going out and starting anything. It's about stopping it. It's about being able to defend yourself if an occasion arises and being able to handle yourself in that. It's just, it's more practical than it is aggression for people who feel aggressive. Yeah, 100%. Um, a, a, a movie that showed that very well was uh, Ender's Game. Was that what it was called? Mm. Ender's Game? Where the, that kid. And the bugs? The aliens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The aliens. But the, yeah, the, the kid, the one they chose to be the general was the one that would go overly aggressive sometimes. Oh, and they're like, why did you do that? And he's like, because I wanted to stop all the fights that are coming. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. You know, he really didn't. He really didn't want to fight at all. Um, that was actually the thing he was trying to stop. Uh, was fu- stop was was future fights and and so this extra violence right now would then be it's in that negative right now but eventually be a net positive because future events that would have been violent will now not happen because mm-hmm. of this so eventually it's a net positive um very interesting and that's that is a very warrior mindset um i'm not i'm not doing the things i'm doing because i want to do them which once again this is where i have such a problem with the wars of aggression where we're going over and and claiming anybody some kind of a threat and nobody's a threat to the United States, not in any way, shape or form Um, that the idea is just insane. So any war that we're in is a war of aggression. You're we're going around bullying other smaller countries and weaker countries. Um, It's Mm -hmm. horrifying. Don't need to be doing any of that. None of it. The only time that's the difference between warriors and soldiers and what a lot of this is a talking about it is about the defensive and and we talked about this i think in a in a few a few times really um it's just not about going out and doing things i mean yes if you're in a war situation you know we're in the fire chapter it is about battles and essentially it's just about crush it because you don't want it to come back if you're going to be in that situation you end it because you're not supposed to be going out you're supposed to stay home and defend. So if something does happen, you end it there. You don't go out and say, oh, we'll end it over there. No. 
no, then you leave your home base yeah. like wide open and stop doing that. Absolutely. Just, Absolutely. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a total yeah, mess. And we don't, we don't want that. <laughs> no, no. I've had too many friends, you know, go overseas for these things and just come back a total disaster. And I mean, even, even some of my elders aren't exactly um, excellent for it. Even if they think they do, <laughs> if they think they are, it's like, right. mm, no, this is not something we should glorify mm -hmm. or worship or celebrate. I'm sorry. I'm not going to celebrate it. <laughs> no. And well, and then they, we call them terrorists. Well, we're the ones over in their countries with an act of aggression. That's not called mm -hmm. a terrorist. That's called they're defending. That's their land. Why are yeah. we there with guns? When they shoot at us, because we're there with guns and missiles and everything else, they aren't being the bad guy. It's <laughs> insane. And this is part of why you don't leave home without a weapon. Like these mm -hmm. poor people. Uh, I saw a documentary once on Afghanistan when we were at war with Afghanistan, which we kind of still are, whatever. Um that the majority of people, like they went out to different areas like where I live. And a lot of those people didn't even know that they were at war with the United States. Like what? Yeah. What are you even talking about? Um, this is all, uh, these people, they're never going to come here. They aren't, they don't all hate America. Um, the ones on the news that they showed you sure do. Uh, you know, have a the, reason. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, which once again, and then, and then ha the ones that were half the time, the ones that were fomenting the, any kind of a rebellion anyways, were all CIA trained anyways. So, and we always end up finding that out. No <laughs> shenanigans. Like we've got a double, I don't even know how the little girl's getting out. Cause that fence is like six or seven feet tall. And she's like a foot tall. And we've, and, and I mean, she just magics her way out of it. And now all of a sudden the boys are getting in it she's and out right she's out again right now. Speak uh, of the devil. Um, like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, just, just absolutely ridiculous. But this is a completely lost. Yeah. This one is completely lost on our society. Uh, the, the keeping, uh, yourself, uh, we're, we're such a society that's, uh, believes in law and order, even though uh, ever we all know that everybody that runs it's criminals and the police are just paid thugs for those criminals. That's the and other problem is like some people who are arming themselves don't have any good intentions. Like, and they seem to make it a cultural thing where it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm packing. I'm, you know, whatever. And it's like, First of all, who cares? Se Second of all, <laughs> don't be aggro. <laughs> it's not the point of carrying a weapon. Is to no. No. And if that's your mindset, that's a huge problem. Like if you think you're so awesome, it's it's a tool. Absolutely. Uh, you know, they say it's better to be a, a warrior in a, in a field than a farmer in a, in a war. Um, 
which is basically saying know how to fight. That's perfectly good. And still be a farmer again, mm -hmm. perfectly good, <laughs> but, yeah. but don't be the, <laughs> it's just not about, you know, it, unfortunately I feel like it's, it's like a rite of passage or it, it makes you feel powerful, but that's not, again, it's not the point. It's not about power. It's not about status. It's not about any of those things. It's strictly about defense. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Protect what's yours because there's going to be bad people. Most people aren't bad. Uh, despite what Hollywood and history has tried to proclaim, um, honestly, like you look at the homesteading, if you try and look at real history, most homesteaders' biggest problems were uh, people like the Pinkertons and the trains and the oil companies, the big business that would come in and hire thugs to mm -hmm. come in and do that. Um, and they'd act like, and now we try and portray like living uh, self-sufficient and out away from these societies was dangerous. It was only dangerous because of the people running things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Buy our products or else. <laughs> You betcha. Be part of our system or else we're going to kill you. Yeah. Uh, read, read your 39, would you? The wording yeah. on your 39. I've never met a man so generous nor hospitable, so, so hospitable that he would not welcome repayment, nor have I met a man so giving that he'd turn down a thing offered in return. Absolutely. Kind of an interesting one to put in this place. Um, just seems kind of uh, almost non sequitur, you know? Um, I mean, I think because we talk about hospitality quite a bit. And there is yeah. what I find in the Havamal is a lot of reciprocation, which I appreciate because that is, yeah. you know, that's like a divine law that operates all the time. There's always something giving, always something taking. Um, it's going to look different no matter what. But I mean, you know, somebody, I've never met a man so generous nor so hospitable that he wouldn't welcome repayment. Like somebody wants to thank you by giving something. And just because you have a lot doesn't mean you should deny them that heart to give. That's like... That would be really rude, <laughs> yeah. you know? And yeah. it almost says like, I don't need anything you have. Like there, there's no exchange on any level with that. Not mentally, you know, I don't need your wisdom. I don't need your, you know, laughter, your music. What I don't need your help along doing the dishes, whatever it is. Nobody, nobody says that. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, yeah. if you want others to see your value, you have to see their value. I think that's what it boils down to. Very nice. I really like where you went with that. I really like that. Of his worldly goods, which he hath gotten, let a man not stint over much. So this is kind of then on the flip side. This is the flip side of the one we just read. Oft is lavished on foe what a friend was saved, what for friend was saved, for matters go off in the miss. So 
and and we've all seen that where a lot of times Pete, you're, you rather than be generous with your friends in your good times when things go bad a lot of times uh they really go bad you know the the first time that i ever went to prison i had quite a bit and and when i was in prison like most of my money was uh perfectly legitimate the government didn't take it everybody else took it like you know uh and there's a lot of things that you you know maybe could have done and and helped other people out done other things uh, so don't be stingy you know and then and then the fact is then if you practice that uh uh, they talk about it a lot today. Uh, Sam Tripoli talks about it, the law of abundance. And you, you do that more where you're a more giving person when you have it to give. Um, it's shocking. Then if you ever, if you ever get into that position where you don't have it, people obviously are more generous with you because you've been generous with them. It's just how, the, just how things work. So, you know, if you're, uh, it's that whole, if you, uh, if you have more food than you can eat rather than try and, uh, gold bag it and throw it in a, in a, in a safe, you get yourself a longer table, you know, maybe invite mm -hmm. some other people. Over. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of the flip side of the other of, of that. So don't be stingy. And that's oh, a very, that, one, Sorry. that one's big. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to take it another direction. Cause yours flips these words around about, it ending up in the hands of your enemies. Could you read that part again? Absolutely. Um, for what a friend was saved, or let a man not stint over much. Oft is lavished on foe what for a friend was saved for matters go off in a miss. So that, that implies that you're spending more money on your enemies whether that's in armaments to defend or go to war or you're just paying people that you don't like, you know, you're giving more money to your enemies than you are your friends, which is interesting because this says often what you say for your children will end up in the hands of your enemies. That's totally reverse, you know, like, cause I, cause I had heard and I've read several places where it says, um, like funeral practices, a third goes to the funeral, third goes to family. So that if you're not friends with any of your family, your money's going to your enemies. Um, right. And a third is going to, I think, the party, which includes everyone involved, right? Or some of it, I think, no, a third of it just gets destroyed, utterly destroyed. Like yeah, nobody can well, it. Oh, yeah, that a third sacrifice to the gods. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, so, and I think I've heard that. Before. And then a third goes to the family, and a third pays for the, basically the the, the entire ceremony, the party, the feast. Oh yeah, everything. And if you're not on good terms yeah. with those people, then your money's going to them. Keep that in mind. Same, same, <laughs> same in the same today in society. If you don't have a, if you don't have a, if you're not on terms with your family and they don't inherit your money, the state just gets it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really giving it to your enemies because <laughs> they've yeah. been milking you forever. <laughs> yeah. Taxing nope, your very feet. funeral. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. And, and, and even if you give it to will it to your kids, that's another thing. If you will it rather than give it, 
just throughout lifetime to people and you will it there at the end then they're going to pay inheritance tax and the government's going to get pieces of it and and it's going to work out your enemy's going to get more than your friend than what you saved for your friends my great grandma did that um because she grew up in the depression you know so when she started getting older um and when we were really little i mean we would receive birthday money she was just trying to give it away before she went. I mean, we stopped receiving birthday money when we became adults because, you know, that was her mindset. But she was like up until, you know, her deathbed, she was just trying to give things away. Just give it and gift yep. it, you know, because she understood how that worked. And that's smart. That's so smart. <laughs> I've had people do that to me. Like, would you like this? Oh, take it. Just take it. Like, are you sure? <laughs> you know, I have some stuff from my grandma. She she did that. And then, you know, going through all her stuff when she passed, that was insane because we did have to, to sell things. So, you know, and deal with the will and all of that. And that's just a mess. There's a reason those mm-hmm. systems are in place, but it's much better to be generous. It just, Absolutely. it's always better to be generous. Which is Absolutely. what the next ones are about, actually. <laughs> Which you go ahead. All righty. Friends should provide their friends with weapons and clothing. This kind of generosity shows. Generous mutual giving is the key to lifelong friendship. Be a friend to your friend and repay each gift with a gift. Repay laughter with laughter. Repay treachery with treachery. Be a friend to your friend and also to his friend, but never be a friend to the enemy of your friend. If you have a good friend and really trust him and want good to come from your friendship, you should speak your mind with him, exchange gifts, visit him often. But if you have another friend and you mistrust him, but want to benefit from him nonetheless, you should speak to him kindly, flatter him, and repay his treachery with your own. It's like, basically, don't change. <laughs> don't change what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, Love it. Love it. With weapons and weeds, should friends be one? <laughs> I hit that piece pipe. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> As one can see in themselves, those who give to each other will always be friends once they meet halfway with the friend a man should be friends ever and pay back gift for gift laughter for laughter he learned to give an eke lessing for lies with a friend a man should be friends ever with him and the friend of his friend but foeman's friend, befriend thou never, and keep thee aloof from his kin. If a friend thou hast, whom faithful thou deemest, and wishest to win him for thee, ope thy heart to him, nor withhold thy gifts, and fare to find him often. If another there be, Though ill true, ill thou trustest, 
yet would get from him gain. Speak fair to him, though false thou meanest, and pay him lessing for lies. And you didn't do 46, right? Right. Yep, yep. Yeah, okay. I think it's all pretty pretty cut and dry. <laughs> Live a life of love with your friends. I mean, whatever's given to you, give back in return. Which is easy to do, really. I mean, if you're paying treachery with treachery, I think that stuff is where Hollywood goes crazy in these shows yeah. and these movies. They're like, it's like constant treachery. It's like constant vengeance and revenge and just this cycle. And it's like, I don't know that that's what this is saying. No. <laughs> it's not about perpetuating and then, cycles. <laughs> on the flip side, they like to try and portray that the only real good guy doesn't repay the treachery for treachery like he right. does the whole you know and, and so that's what the real good guy does so you just let this treacherous bastard that just keeps doing nasty things just hang out and you don't ever either teach him a lesson which treachery and lies for lies it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go like kill him like mm -hmm. that was extreme extreme thing but you you treated them how they wanted to be treated that's the how they treated others that's kind of the golden rule basically and it goes back to what we were saying about defense you know whatever negativity is happening you stop it yeah it ends that's the whole point of repaying it it's like okay yep. you smashed my crops uh we're gonna stop this and see how you like it and if it continues mm -hmm. then obviously you didn't you didn't learn, you know, because it's yeah. like, hey, remember how this sucks? <laughs> yeah. You remember how this sucks for everybody involved? <laughs> yeah. This isn't fun. I don't want to do this. Yeah. It's uh, the 22nd Gene Key is about grace. And in movies and everything, grace is a doormat. And uh, newsflash, grace is not a doormat. I don't know how much louder I can ever say that. Grace is about honor. And it's, it's about empathy. And real empathy is what we're talking about. If if you are really feeling what it's like to be the other person, then you're going to treat them like you want to be treated or better. Yeah. It's and if simple. something really bothers them, you're going to recognize that and realize that you're going to that you're going to work with that. Because if something really bothered you and it's not their deal, you would yes. want that out of you. Which again brings you back to treating others how they want to be treated. Which isn't the tiptoeing that we do around where, like I was talking about with nice people. I'm talking about something that's a real problem. Um, you know, mm -hmm. like some people uh, are okay with cannibalism. Like, take this is going to be an extreme because of an example. But if one group's okay with cannibalism and the other one's not, well, I don't fucking eat us. That's 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 not cool. And you know, um, we're not cool with that. <laughs> We're not like cool with that, but if you want to do that over in your own thing, just don't eat us. <laughs> um. <laughs> right? It's like, just go over there. Yeah, yeah. I like what you said, because in 44 it says, if you have a good friend and really trust him and want good to come from your friendship, you should speak your mind with him. And that's the truth. That's transparency. That's honesty. That's, you know, you're not letting 
problems fester when you do that because they will <laughs> it doesn't feel good <laughs> and, and then typically at the end of it you find out that there was a whole lot of misconceptions involved or yeah. at the very least you know once there was a mitigating factor of understanding why then you're like oh okay i get it and and then that whole thing's gone yeah 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 it's better to just communicate <laughs> but that's not the nice thing the nice thing is is we all just act nice to each other and just and nobody actually gets real and and no. real is how you end up not having problems like my wife and i very very seldomly argue or have any problems and and when we do it's very blunt and very direct and you know sometimes we get butt hurt you bet that's it's the way it goes emotions are emotions and we get it out there and then we deal with it and then we're done with it and we get along most of the time we, we could go the other direction and then just turns into this festering poison until you're just both extraordinarily angry at each other uh, and hate each other. And then even though you didn't deal with it, you know that it's there. You both do. And now it's just this whole sensitive spot. So you're already dancing around it anyways. So you might as well just get it there. Yeah. Yeah. I would much rather have an uncomfortable conversation. I'd rather have my feelings hurt than for it to just drag on yeah. you know or you know or somebody be like oh i don't want to hurt her feelings i don't want to like just be honest with me just be real with me i would much rather truth against the world period <laughs> i can handle the emotions you know and any ladies listening gentlemen listening <laughs> you can handle the emotions they are there they're real. It's okay to feel them. <laughs> you can do it. It's worth it. Even, even, even when it goes against what, what you're doing, that's the, that's the thing people yeah. really don't want to grasp today. It's like they want to go with their emotions. You know, sometimes your emotions don't match the reality and that's okay too. You can experience the emotion and still use your brain and work with the reality. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's how it works. Okay. So, uh, you can see me. Okay, we're at 46. Mm -hmm. All right, go ahead, Miss Rachel. Okay. This same friend, if you mistrust him and suspect him to be false in his words, you should talk with him, laugh with him, but repay just what he gives you. I was once, I was young once, I walked alone, and I became lost on my way. I felt like I was rich when I met another traveler. People's joys is another people. Uh, let's see. Kind, brave people live best. They never nurture a grudge, but an unwise man worries about everything. He dreads even repaying a gift. Hmm. I gave my clothes to two scarecrows once when I was in a field. They thought they were human as soon as they had clothes on. A naked man feels ashamed. Uh, 50. A fir tree decays standing over a farm no longer protected by bark and needles. 
A person is the same way if nobody loves him. How will he live much longer? Hmm. Yeah. 47 was almost word for word. That one was very interesting. Hmm. And in this heat, if thou trust one, if, if ill thou trust one, and hollow-hearted his speech, thou shalt laugh with him and lure him on and let him have tip for tat. Young was I once and went alone and wandering lost my way. When a friend I found, I felt me rich. Man is cheered by man. He is he who glad, giveth gladly, a goodly life leadeth, and seldom hath he sorrow. But the churlish white, churlish white is cherry of all, C-H-A-R-Y, not like the fruits. So I still think that's cherry. And grudgingly parts with its gifts. In the fields as I fared, for fun I hung my weeds on two wooden men. They were reckoned folks when the rags they wore, naked a man is not. A fir tree dies in the field that stands, shields it nor bark nor blasts, nor bast. Thus eke the man who by all is shunned, why should he linger in life? Hmm. I kind of like the way that one, the, the way that one ended up. We'll get yeah. to it. Like, like, I didn't really like the way that ended. Like, what the fuck am I even here for? I got no family. I got no friends. Why am I even living? Like, what's the point to all this? Yeah, it's very. I like the way that ended. Okay. Agreed. Yeah, it, it does go back to, you know, speak if there's an issue. Mm -hmm. um, I like how it's also very realistic, you know, because some people still hold back in those situations. It's like if they only give you a little bit, then just give them a little bit. It's like, well, you only gave me that to go on. Yeah. The tip for tat. <laughs> yeah. Let him have tip for tat. Yep. Exactly. Well, it keeps you from being um, ever victimized because I think when we care about people, we do have a tendency to want to help, which is good. And that's what I'm reading here. It sounds like care. Um, and it, it just keeps you, you know, don't give too much. Because then you're going to feel like, oh, they took from me. Or, you know, those people were abusing my, taking advantage of my grace. You know, so it's like only just give what they give. Just repay level. Just keep it level. You know, if you want to be generous, wait until the right time to be generous. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, a lot of times then they feel like like they owe you still. Like you've won up mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Mm hmm Oh, yeah. Yeah. If they can only give you back a little bit, then only give a little bit, you know, because it, it does something to the heart. You betcha. You betcha. Um, and then man's cheered by man. 
um, which is very interesting because, uh, you know, when you uh, look at Tacitus Germania, where he talks about, you know, thinking that they didn't like each other um, because they didn't live in these giant civilizations where everybody just basically lives on top of each other, to Tower of Babel style. Um, so their thinking was because they didn't live like that. But here very specifically is this uh, very specific understanding of man is cheered by man, that uh, a lonely life without other people, that that uh, is uh, lonely and loneliness is rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I like this thing about the scarecrows too, because it's a little, for lack of a better word, it's a little whimsical. You know, it's like, I had fun. I put my clothes on these scarecrows and they became people, <laughs> you know, yeah. whether it's literal, I mean, you know, maybe you're seeing some people who could use a hand and you're raising them up. There's that interpretation, but that I just think that the way that it's worded is very endearing, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it is. That's, it is awesome. And a fir tree dies in the field that stands, shield it, nor bark, nor bath. Thus eke the man who is all... What? No, it's fine. It's fine. It's oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, she found a good ash pile. He's a beast of black dog. Oh. Everybody's got to see this. Like, so Issa likes going out and rolling in burn piles. After oh, my that. gosh. And this one did not know. It just figured out who she is. Like, oh, when Issa first came in, she ran away from her because she thought she was a strange dog. Because Issa's so horribly black right now. Oh. Dogs are weird. Yeah. Yeah, she loves them. It, it, we we if we burn a fire, she will immediately the next morning go over and roll in it. Just and I mean, she is just so happy, so happy to be rolling in it. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, and we already kind of went over fifty again. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really like the way mine worded it. Who is who by all is shunned? Why should he linger in life? You know, you got no yeah. friends. You got nobody that loves you. What are you even doing hanging out here? What's the point? Yeah, I like the way yours is worded too. Lonely ghost of a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's some rough stuff. And with yeah. that, I believe we're about at the end of the first hour. Um, we did not get through very darn much on this one, but we'll try and <laughs> concentrate on that a little better here in the second hour. Um, so with that, we're going to say goodbye to... Uh, YouTube and Podbean and all the uh, podcast apps and uh, Odyssey and everybody. And uh, come on over and check us out at Rockfin. Um, if you uh, want to just watch the show, the show is always free. You just click on the link. You don't have to do anything else. If you want to come in and chat and leave some comments, uh, tell Rachel how great she is, then you know, all you have to do is sign up the same as you did for YouTube. And if you want to get all the premium content, 
which they are uh, pulling down quite a bit. Uh, they just got Eddie Bravo, Santos Benacci picked up in there. Um, they got, you know, Sam Tripoli, uh, Brian Callen, um, all kinds of people in there now. You get access to all of their uh, premium content for that $9.99 a month. And if you do it under my name, um, I did find the list. So on the next one, all those people are going to get mentioned that have done it under my name. And I greatly appreciate it. You guys are covering the internet. You don't even know how much that means. Uh, that's just absolutely huge. Um, we love you guys. Uh, but uh, if not, just come and watch and share the information. So love you guys. Welcome back to the Rockfin side, where we will go ahead and try and make our way through a bigger swath of this this time. <laughs> Cross your fingers, uh, folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't bet on it. Go ahead, Rachel. All righty. So, with is your shirt? Eleviti. Uh, huh. It's a band. Neat name. Yeah, they're like um, Gaulish folklore, folk rock, folk metal. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's good stuff. <clears throat> the friendship among false friends burns warmly for five days, but then it's extinguished by the sixth day, and the friendship is over. You should not give only big gifts. Often little thing, a little thing will win you favor. I've won friends with just half a loaf of bread and a bowl of soup. Where the beaches are small, it's a small sea that washes them. And so it is with little minds. Not everyone is equally wise, but the average is moderately wise. You should be only a little wise, never too wise. The happiest people throughout their lives are those who know just enough. You should be only a little wise, never too wise. A wise man's heart is seldom glad if he is truly wise. Get the next one too, since it's uh, same basic oh, premise. Yeah. You should be only a little wise, never too wise. It's best not to know your fate beforehand. You'll live happier if you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> says the man who <laughs> yeah the wise fate. Word the like I know my fate and fuck that this sucks <laughs> yeah. then fire hotter for five days burneth love between friends that are false are false it dieth down when dawneth the sixth then all sweetness turns sour not all great things needs give to a man bringeth thanks oft a little thing 
with half a loaf and a half-drained cup, I won me oft-worthy friend. A little lake hath but little sand, but small the mind of man. Not all men are equally wise. Each white wanteth somewhat. Middling wise every man should be. Beware of being too wise. Happiest in life, most likely he who knows not more than is needful. Middling wise every man should be. Beware of being too wise. For wise man's hearts is seldom happy, is happy seldom, is too great the wisdom he won. Middling wise every man should be, beware of being too wise. His fate let no one beforehand know who would keep his heart from care. That's uh, the first the first stanza is very interesting. And, and it is you, you we've all experienced that where you, you meet somebody uh, there's a fair infatuation stage where they're like the fucking coolest thing ever you know no fire burns hotter for those five days uh you know this person's just awesome and then all of a sudden one day you just are not friends anymore it's like and, and you just can't even stand each other it's, it's it's a fairly amazing thing like those aren't really the vibes <laughs> not <Yeah>. frequency <laughs> sorry yeah yeah, we've all experienced that. It's a, it's just a very interesting thing. Um, then 52 is just a, kind of a balance from everything from before that. Uh, a lot of the verses before that where it talks about giving and taking and things like that. And this is kind of, you know, hey, you don't necessarily have to go out and give somebody something overwhelming all the time. Um, a lot of times just a little, little something. You know, somebody needs a cigarette, they're standing there, or a, a bite to eat or a drink or something. That's uh, They're going to appreciate that in, in reality uh, often more than what a person's going to appreciate when you go out and get them something extravagant. I mean, we've all been there where you spend three hours in the store getting your kid, picking out this perfect thing uh, for your kid and spending all kinds of money on it. And then they appreciate the box more than they did the gift. <laughs> the prime example <laughs> yeah yeah that's the truth keep it simple <clears throat> 53 is uh it i like 53 a lot that uh, not all men are equally wise but uh everybody knows something you know mm -hmm. don't entirely count anybody everybody know every single person on this planet knows something you don't know that, that's just a fact. Yeah, that's the truth. I like that it says, where the beaches are small, it's a small sea that washes them. And so it is with little minds. It's like, yeah. it's just sometimes it's just the way it is. It's their environment. It's what they do. It's not a big deal. <laughs> really. And from these next lines, it's easy to see, and we all know those people. Typically, those simple people are very happy. They don't. Yeah. They don't need much. They don't. Uh, uh, 
where we've become this society that requires uh, we can't be Monty Python or uh, you know anything like that where it's just kind of real simple silliness and and be amused by that we need to be uh uh amused by something extravagant yeah right and not to like knock on anybody in the community because i love this community very much but let's be honest truthers (laughs) do you are you happier knowing all the things you believe you know Right. Because it's a lot. It's a lot. And I mean, when we started reading this Edda, I mean, the seer is testing Odin's wisdom. And what is she, what kind of stuff is she asking him? Do you know the creation of the world? Do you know how all of this works? And the more and more you find out about how all of this works, you become wise. You know, it's gaining knowledge and intellect. That doesn't always mean you're intelligent, but, you know, you have a lot. (laughs) That's a lot to walk through the world knowing how things work. That's why we're talking like, I don't want to work for somebody else because you know how it works. People who are not that wise, according to Odin, they are, some of them are happy just doing what they're doing. And we we belittle them and call them NPCs. And it's like, that's... That's probably their role. They might have come here just to do the thing. They're like, I'm just going to live life. I'm not getting into any craziness to go around. <laughs> you bet. You, know? you bet. You can look down at uh, burger flippers, but when you go to buy a burger, they're needed. You, you, yeah. you sure appreciate that they were there, so somebody's got to fill that role. And that person should also be happy. Um, some of those people are never going to rise in, to anything else and you know some people are going to be perfectly happy with that and that's that's just fine that's just fine we all don't all don't, we can't all be the hero of the story we can't all be the uh president we can't all be the the winner the top achiever or anything like that and and that's okay yeah yeah and if you want those people You know, we think that wisdom equates to action. Like if we could educate them on what's going on in the world. I mean, that might just break their world and they might not know how to act. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, You know, you look at so many different series. The the most wise are the slowest to act. Because the the more wisdom that you have, the more that you understand. There's so much more nuance to the world than the black and white simplicity. And as soon as you start adding nuance, the nuance goes both ways. And all of a sudden that black and white disappears and you're like, yeah, but this is all gray. Um, And so it starts becoming a lot harder. You have to start accepting things more personally. It it becomes more of a, and this is part of why uh, that religious zealotry, it has such a nice appeal to it. And the same thing for the any type of zealotry. Because you don't, you're not uh, liable for your choices at that point. Every you can totally get behind something because it doesn't matter. You aren't having to worry about fucking things up because you are. You've got a leader. You've got a system of some kind. It's easy to be a zealot in that. Being wise and making decisions and understanding a lot of things. 
that's not easy. That's hard. And then the, the more you start understanding the world, you understand that like when I talk about there's no good or no evil, good or good and evil would be a lot easier. If I had a definitive answer on one way or the other, it's so easy to do that. Well, of mm -hmm. course, choose the good. I'm a good guy. Of course, choose the good. It's that simple. When you take that away, now things become a lot harder. And with that, you lose a lot of the, the just sheer easy happiness that mm -hmm. you would have had. And then on top of that, you, you start understanding that like – like Rachel said, where you could easily just live under government rule and think the government's out there doing good for you and they're just trying to figure it out. They just they're just keep getting it wrong all the fucking time. Um, <clears throat> it's easier to live like that. That that's where you've got this divine caretaker and you and the system's good and all you got to do is work hard and, and put your head down and be a good American and you're going to have a good life. And if you believe that. And, and that's an easy, simple life. Mm -hmm. It really is. That's, um, and like when a relative does something, like when one of your kids calls and, and, you know, and they're like, you can, a simple person can just be happy. Their kid called a wise person realizes that the last six times their kid called in the last three years, they've only called six times. And each time was because they needed something. So, you know, then that wisdom is, all right, why are you calling? You know, now there's not a more in that call. You're like, mm -hmm. fucking, I know you're only calling because you need something. You're you're in a pinch. It's the only time you call me. So that's the wisdom of it. And and wisdom a lot of times does not equate into joy. Right. And I think <laughs> what we really wish for those people who have a simple life is just that they upgrade their standards. Just to, right. you know, just a little bit. Just, just be smart enough to defend your territory and treat people kindly. And it, that's really all you need them to do, right? They don't really need to be surrendering their power. And maybe that's really what the heart is behind wanting to educate them. But, but really, when they have that simple mindset, it's better to just empower them to continue to live a simple life. You know, yep. I think that's really the desire anyways. They don't have to know about child pornography to start gardening. <laughs> Let's just be real. Like, do does like, everyone, you know, if they're defending their home, if they're defending their child, if that's their automatic default setting, those things stop happening anyways. Right? Yeah. So yep. that's really all these people need. You don't have to... I saw this post on mine's like, why wouldn't you post this? And it's this like shocking news thing. I'm like, because A, cognitive distance. B, this is shock art. And you don't give anyone solutions with shock art. Simple people yeah. don't know what to do with this. They don't know. They're like, wait till the government does something? Because, <laughs> you know? So maybe that's gonna just make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not gonna be me. Yeah, yeah that, it's, that's it's beyond. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. It's crazy. Again, yeah, way easier to not be wise. Which, again, just like uh, where he's talking about knowing his uh, 
destiny. He knows that. And, and this is a God that's given everything for wisdom. And, and he's like, you know, it might've been a better time if I had just lived it, if I had just, you know, hadn't spent all these years dreading my future, understanding everything that was, you know, a key point to doing this. I couldn't enjoy any of my successes because my successes were only a building point to this end point, which I knew I wasn't going to win in the first place. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really takes the joy out of it, doesn't it? Yeah. It totally does. <laughs> I wonder if that's uh, if those are those runes, um, Gebu and Wunyo. Is that that's the sacrifice? You lose some of your joy. It might cause right. you joy in one area, but it might cost you some too. Right, right. Ufta. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah. A torch is lit by another and burns till it's burned out. A fire is kindled by another fire. A man who becomes wise by speaking with other men, but foolish by keeping to himself. Rise early if you want to take another man's property or his life. A sleeping wolf seldom gets its meat, or a sleeping warrior a victory. Rise early if you have no one to work for you, and get straight to work. You lose more than time if you sleep when it dawns. For the early riser, wealth is half won. You should know how to dry logs for firewood and bark for roofing. And also this, the right measure of wood for each time and season. You should always go out to well-kept and well-fed. Even if you can't afford good clothes. You should not be ashamed of your shoes and pants, nor of your horse even if it's not a good one. Hmm. This 57 is, uh, Joe Hildreth is a good friend of mine that's also a heathen. This is one of his favorites. Kindles brand from brand and burns till all burnt it is. Thus fire is kindled from fire. By the words of his mouth, a man is known, but from his dumbness, Dumbness is in uh, not speaking the deaf dumb. Uh, a dullard. Betimes must rise. Who would take another's life and win his wealth? Lying down wolf never got a never never got the lamb. Nor sleeping white slew his foe. Betimes must rise. Who few reapers has, and see the work and see to the work himself. Much will miss in the morn who sleeps, for the brisk for the brisk the race is half run. What lathes and logs will last him out, a man may reckon aright, and of wood to warm him, how much he may want for many a winter month. Well groomed and washed, Wend to the thing, though thy clothes be not the best. Of thy shoes and breeks, be not ashamed, and still less of thy steed. <clears throat> so the first one's getting back into just talking into communing with your fellow man. And 
if you have uh, uh, and this is brings us back to what I talked about at the beginning of the episode, spreading the word, talking about these things, talking about how the ones that are being quiet are the majority and we need to quit being quiet. And so a brand will spark another brand often in these conversations, like I'll be the only one in the room. The first one that says something when I see something weird or something fucked up, I'll be the first one in the room, but I'm rarely the only one. It's after I've said something, then other people feel empowered to now say something because they just don't want to be first. They don't want to be the standout, the one that everybody else looks at. But as soon mm. as that fear is over, now all of a sudden them other them other sparks will light up too. Yeah. Yeah, it will surprise you how many people actually share the feelings. They just aren't ready to be the one to say it first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So often, especially in today's nice society where nobody wants to stand out and be the mean guy and say the mean thing that somebody's going to be offended about but it's time we start doing that again we get real yeah. again risk just take the risk you know everyone it's fear you don't want someone to tattle on you you don't want to hurt feelings you don't want to be called into the hr office whatever it is you know <laughs> because there's there's always some bizarre consequence for being you <laughs> yeah yeah so you might as well just do it yeah did and then it gets into sorry did your 58 and 59 start out with the same uh verse at the beginning rise early both mine 58 and 59 say be times must rise yeah it says rise early if and yeah, then it, yeah. it, it does whichever one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now go ahead. Yeah. I got to get better at that. <laughs> I was up, I was up before my alarm today because of a raccoon that I heard. And then I couldn't get back to sleep and was like, oh, this is kind of nice. I should just stay up. <laughs> get stuff done. Do me things. Yeah. You know, rise early if you want to do anything. <clears throat> and I've talked to people who don't sleep well. And I mean, because I used to do the same thing. It's like, I'm going to set my alarm and then I'll sleep for another hour. And it's like, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Just get up. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, spirit's going to start waking you up and you're going to be like, I've got insomnia. It's like, no, you need to get on a better sleep pattern. That's good for you. That's good for you. If you wake up at 4.30, source knows you better than you do. And you should probably get up and do stuff <laughs> while no one else is up. You have quiet time to yourself. You're not at work. You're not tired from work. Cook yourself breakfast. Take a shower. Read something. Make something. I don't know. If you feel anxious, work out. <laughs> get up. Just do it. <laughs> it. It's my favorite time of the day. Like you said, it's uh, it's very quiet. Um it's spring right now, so the goats are dickheads. So they've been waking me up screaming, and the turkeys also. Um, but typically, I get up in the morning. I'm up, you know, uh, five five thirty right now. This time of season, and it's it's nice and quiet. And 
everything's really relaxed and the things that you do, you do with a, with a patience. You, mm-hmm. You're full of patience, energy. Um, when I walk down the hill, uh, I had, I'm moving briskly. I'm, I'm, uh, everything I do is really on fire, you know, as compared to the night before when you work late, you're fumbling things and, and making mistakes. Everything you do is real crisp. Um, and in the morning when you, it sets the tone for your day. Um, that, that's just the way it is. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's very specific about, you know, more of a predatory nature, but I think that has to do with initiative, you know, in reading the book of five rings, that's the sense that I get from this too, is it's just about having initiative. And it doesn't yeah. matter if you're not fully awake. You don't have to have coffee at four in the morning. Just do stuff at your own pace. You know, I think that's, I mean, a sleeping wolf, a warrior, these are entities that have their own time. A warrior is trained and disciplined. You have muscle memory in effect. You have a rhythm. It's about rhythm. And with wolves and animals, you have instinct. So you get up and just do something instinctually. Take yourself off the clock. You know, and you'll find that you do get stuff done. And it feels really nice. (laughs) Like, I don't consider myself awake for a long time. But I'm still doing things. I'm still doing things that are important to me. I, think that's I like where you went with that because I didn't even think about that. I've always thought of it was just because I was younger. When I was younger, I did work for other people and did live a more uh, what we would consider normie life. I tried doing that for a while. But uh, it, when it was like that, yeah, it was turn on the alarm clock, get up when the alarm clock went, you hit it, try and snooze in uh, all days, just basically miserable. And now, and then I, I think I had to get up at like six 30 or something. I get up earlier now without an alarm clock and, and I'm perfectly happy about it. I, I get up and like I said, I feel great. It's my favorite time of the day. I don't lounge in bed. I don't lay there and try to go back to sleep. Um, I just pop up out of bed and, and get going and I'm, and I'm, I love it. Uh, that's a just. So that very well could be rather than the age thing. It probably was when I was younger that I was living the more normie life and was just miserable with having the, the clock and the controlled time and things like that. Hmm. Yeah. And I like that this starts getting into, um, you know, you should know how to dry logs for firewood and bark for roofing and also the right measure for wood for each time and season. So this is about timing and, I do want to throw in, huh, There's this is buzzing up here, but one of the energy centers that we have up here is about being in control of your time. That time, it that's exactly what it's about. And I wonder how many people do not experience this little buzz. They do not, you know, they don't walk in, in control of their time. That's one of the biggest things you can do. If you are in a position where you're trying to be free, take yourself off of other people's time. Take control of your time, whether it's mentally, emotionally, however you need to do it, start there. (laughs) It's so important. Could not agree more. It's such a huge deal. 
Um, and, and, and personally, as an off-gridder, I enjoy 60 uh, because, uh, like this year, this year was real hard on Brian and I because um, we didn't stack away enough wood. I thought I had, mm. well, you know, more than enough put away. Well, then this winter uh, drug out like an extra month, maybe even six weeks. Well, we got down to that end, and winter's not abating. Uh, it, it, that was rough. Now you're out there in the in the winter weather, trying to saw up wood, trying to get it split, the whole nine. And then that wood's wet; it's not sitting there nice and dry and cured. Um, it does not burn the same, and it certainly doesn't start the same. Getting that fire started in the morning when the wood's not nice and dry, and it's got that just moistness to it, even if it will burn eventually getting it going in the morning. Like a, a, we've got a good cast iron stove that we actually cook with and everything. And so that cast is awesome. It radiates heat. Like you wouldn't believe it's awesome, mm. but because it's that thick radiant, you know, that thick cast that radiates the heat, it also takes quite some time before that effect gets into gear. It's not the same as like blown heat where you can go stand next to the heater and it's immediately warm in that little area. No, this whole thing's got to warm up to temperature and then all of a sudden it'll radiate out and it'll warm everything and it'll be a more even nice. But uh, getting it started in the morning when it's wet, that radiant temperature takes forever. And then yeah. you're not warm for hours. Christy's freaking – Christy doesn't get – dinner done till like two or three because the stove won't cook anything until it's hot enough and yeah yeah that one's a real one for me <laughs> chop wood carry water people <laughs> yep this is very real folks <laughs> you betcha you betcha yeah and and you know it too when you're when winter's coming if you've been fucking off and just putting it off all all summer and all fall and all of a sudden the season comes and, and you know, it's coming. Now you're just hit. Now season started again. You've got wet wood. It's not put away. You're not, it's, no, it's going to be a rough winter. Oh, it's going to yeah. be a rough winter. Once it cold, that wood doesn't ever dry out. Right. It doesn't dry out. <laughs> Love it. You betcha. Part of the adventure of life, right? <laughs> Living off grid. And that's and this is part of why people like the, the, the systems that they have now, because they don't have to take that responsibility. Mm -hmm. they, they don't have to uh, pay for those mistakes if they make the wrong choice, because it, it, it's not a fun thing. Like I said, Brian and I had a rough winter. We, you know, and then once, once it's going, we had to choose because it's like, well, the Madrone's the tightest hardest hottest wood and that doesn't take in water much but that's the hardest to mm -hmm. work with and it, it, it's just rough and you pay for your own mistakes well it's much easier if you just can walk in and just and then if you don't have enough money set aside to pay for the fuel bill well we can get some government assistance and blah 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 and they have their little fuel assistance program and yada yada if i didn't put away enough wood i can't call my congressman and say a damn thing he'd be like <laughs> Right. Yeah, <laughs> well, I hope you got lots of sweaters. It's always the you betcha. Put another sweater you on. It's <laughs> coveralls, don't you, boy? <laughs> and like then sixty-one. Oh, go ahead, Rachel. Oh no, I was just going to comment on sixty-one. I like it. 
Yeah, that one is a very interesting because uh, I like the way it ends, but throughout most of it, um, the well-groomed and well-washed, that was an important thing for uh, uh, heathen culture. As compared to a lot of cultures, um, even where you, they talked about, what was it, uh, the English, they tended to uh, only bathe once a year, and that's why everybody got pregnant at that time because that's when everybody did stink like ass. Um you know, things like that. Heathens uh, tended to bathe regularly, at least once a week. Had uh, all When you look at uh, artifacts from the pre-Christian times, uh, they're one of the only cultures that heavily, one of the things you find the most of is toothbrushes, combs, uh, things like that for uh, personal hygiene. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not even, I mean, there's so much talk about taking care of other people, but also like taking care of yourself. That's really important. And not, it says, don't be ashamed of what you have, even if it's not like, even if it's not the best, you because bet. you still have something to take care of. You still have, you know, you got I mean, people fix stuff. <laughs> You know, you get a hole in something. You don't just throw it in the trash. What is wrong with you? You fix it and it lasts. <laughs> and if you do a good job, nobody has to know that it was ever holy. You bet. You bet. I've definitely worn uh, worn patched pants. That's for damn sure. Yeah. The only time it was annoying was when they'd end up with like, uh, I remember once my mom patched my pants with, some with like old corduroys from her like her dad <laughs> his old corduroys and that was so horribly uncomfortable in that spot <laughs> that it looked weird it was just it was like raw in that spot all the time like Aww. i hate these pants now <laughs> <laughs> they're the worst pants now <laughs> yeah not because they look funky but because they feel like shit <laughs> I literally just bought pants the other day. I think it was the first time in like 10 years I bought pants. I wear them things out till they're nothing. I mean, literally like where you can just do the whole coke and just just rip them right off. Just Right. <laughs> yeah, nothing left to them. Are all pants, are all pants stretchy now? Like why are Levi's jeans stretchy? I don't understand. What is the deal with that? Because people are stretching out. <laughs> All right. Plus, plus and, you know, utility. <laughs> Going to do everything and I like, in these jeans. Right? I, I like a lot, still less thy steed. So don't be ashamed mm. of your clothes when you're around. But your 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 horse that brought you here that's doing work for you, don't be fucking ashamed of him. It doesn't matter if he's not some fine fancy horse yeah. like these other somebody else has. That dude's your that's your dude. He's taking care of you. That's important is maintaining those relationships too with your animals. Yeah, because they're yeah. they are what they are. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's uh, I really like that they put an emphasis on that and still less of thy steed, not, not even equal, you know, don't, don't be ashamed of your, of, of your horse. That's, that's no, nah, it rode you here. 
Let's yeah. see here. Okay, okay, 62. A hungry eagle snaps his beak and stretches out his neck when the sea comes into sight. People get the same look about them when they walk among strangers and have no one to speak well of them. If you want to be called wise, you should know how to ask and answer wisely. Tell your secret to one person, never two. Everyone knows if three people know. A wise man should use his abilities only in moderation. Then he finds, when he is among the bold, that no one is bravest of all. You will often get repayment in kind for the words you speak to others. I've come too early to some events and too late to others. The drinks were all gone, or else not even made. A hated man seldom finds the right time. With lower head sweeps to the sea when he comes, the eagle o'er the billowing brine. Thus eke a man among, among a throng who finds but few to befriend him. Both ask and answer, let everyone who wishes to be deemed wise, let one know it, nor none other, if three know, thousands will. A wise man will not overweening be, and stake too much on his strength. When the mighty are met to match their strength, t'will be found that first is no one. Watchful and wary, everyone should be, nor put too much trust in a friend. The words by one, uh, he added that. Let's see here. Unwarily spoken, have undone off a doughty man. Too far, too late by far, to some feasts I came. To others, all too soon. The beer was drunk or yet unbrewed. Never hits it, hits it the hapless one right. Yeah, so, sixty-two is kind of uh, just talks, you know, kind of makes out a thing with a, you know, uh, an eagle that's hungry. And uh, looking for basically, I think shrimp is probably what they're getting at with here with the brine, when the, the billowing sea, when the shrimp and the crabs and the things like that come up. And the, the same thing's going to happen to people that don't have friends. When you go up to a crowd and you need a friend, you're going to be looking around just as hungrily. Um, you know, but, yeah. Dying to see a friendly face. And anybody that's been out, out in the world has felt that, you know, sometimes you get, you, you get over it and you get used to it. Um, but uh, we've all, you know, everybody that's been out and about has felt that where you walk into a room and you don't know anybody. And uh, especially if it's tense or you're uncomfortable. Um, like when I joined the army, that would have been, you know, so much easier had I had two or three friends next to me that, uh, from home, that would have been an entirely different experience, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you, get to, you get to talk about things, uh, express yourself. Uh, 
people being able to express themselves is a real big deal for people. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, even this talks about that, you know, having something, some wisdom to share, having something to offer. Yeah. It validates you, you know, it makes you Mm -hmm. valid. You're worthy. And that's important. Everybody should feel that. And it's life affirming. (laughs) Yes, especially. (laughs) You should not feel any validation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The next one I like. Yep. (laughs) The secrets. And this one's a hard one for people. People are uh, talkers. Um, you learn this in the prison system that 99% of the time, I understand everybody likes your uh, CSI uh, uh, whatevers. And, you know, where they they got the detective shows and they they forensically think that don't fucking happen. People either, either they get told on or they tell on themselves. That, mm-hmm. That's the way works and and yeah you tell you tell somebody if you tell uh three you might be have one really close friend that you can truly trust but that second one nah you don't get two of those you don't get get, get one (laughs) right and then if if you you have the third (laughs) yeah thousands will know (laughs) yes yes that is actually another layer of the subtle body um, I'm reading a book on shamanism and it talks about that is being able to keep a secret because there are some things that are not yours to share. There are some things that are meant to be sacred. Um, you know, then that's, that is very powerful because it goes along hand in hand with timing. You know, when you tell yeah. your secrets to people, it, it can accelerate times because things might start happening or it can slow things down because (laughs) people have to mull mull over what they just heard, you know, they're like, Oh, okay, let's wait on that. You know? So yeah, I think being able to keep a secret and that's for anybody astrologically inclined, that's a big part of um, South node and Scorpio is, you know, Scorpio gets a lot of crap for being secretive, but this is what this is talking about. That's what that's for is to know what to say to whom and what about that's discernment really. Not everybody needs to be in your business. We have a culture of overshare. Yeah. We've just lost that in this society so much where we feel like we uh, tell everything and that's the way you do it is you tell the whole story and, uh, that's a extreme opposition to back when we had very ethnic neighborhoods where it was well known that any ethnic neighborhood, the cops went in and nobody would talk, nobody would tell anything about anything. You know, that was a classic thing. It didn't even matter if you knew that somebody else did something and you didn't like it even, you still didn't tell the, tell the cops about it. Um, that That's, that's entirely gone, you know, entirely mm-hmm. gone. We, we, uh, we should tell everything, say everything, even though the police can lie to you and are under no obligation to tell you the truth or tell you anything. You need to go ahead and tell them everything. We've carried that over. And it's like uh, 
and and then also counseling where people just you you oh yeah they uh you 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 should maybe keep that to yourself bro like just just saying i'm not trying to judge you but just keep it to your damn self like you know <laughs> yeah i mean healers do it too it's been big to be like share your truths share your story and i mean and i'm guilty I, i've definitely mentioned some things in some podcasts and been like maybe i should have waited on that <laughs> but you know and that's but that's what happens especially when we're all talking about really crazy stuff we all want to yeah crazy beans you know we're like so excited we're like oh my gosh someone else who can hear me um because that's why you do this that's why you have that restraint is because it is powerful to say the right thing at the right time you're you are supposed to tell your story you are supposed to tell your truth in the right time to the right person and the right people it does not have to be to the entire world <laughs> it no. just doesn't i mean can you imagine like these supposed like the, the stories given about like demonic forces or or jinn or things like that where if you if you discover their true name that you get power over them could you could, in this world today could you imagine going your entire lifetime without ever even telling somebody your actual name uh you know things like that like we're yeah. uh, in this society where like i said there is no csi people mostly tell on themselves mostly and it doesn't take they don't have to sit in a interrogation room for for hours and hours it, usually they go in there they sit down and they start telling on themselves immediately yeah <laughs> yeah they're like i'll just say it <laughs> yep yeah he looked at me hard he looked at me hard <laughs> he put his coffee down really too strong yeah it was black coffee. I seen it. There didn't even put sugar and cream in it. Not messing around. Yeah, I was in trouble. <laughs> um, 64 is very interesting. I like it. Um, you're not going to use yourself up to the limit. Mm -hmm. uh, is what that's basically making out. Um, you know, you're not going to stake too much entirely on yourself because this is one of the things like when I first met Christy, she used to drive really hard and the tires used to just scream anytime she went around a corner. And I says, yeah, well, what happens if something happens? Mm. Now you've already stretched to the limit of control. There's no gaining after that. There's you've left yourself no cushion. Um, if I go out throughout the day and I, and I overtax myself, well, then that night I can't hear predators. Um, if something does happen and I go out to go deal with it, I might, I might be too exhausted, have no strength left. Um, so it, it, this is a real, just wise, uh, uh, understanding of, you know, don't ever put yourself completely to the limit. Certainly don't, it's going to happen, but don't plan on it. Don't, don't, mm -hmm. don't, make a habit out of that kind of thing and come to rely on that where you you're entirely all on your own and you're using yourself entirely up that that's uh not smart 
Yeah. I like the second half of that of 64 too. Then he finds when he's among the bold that no one is bravest of all. Everybody, if everyone is using moderation, then you're not going to have anybody like, I'm the bravest one. Like, just be bold. Just know your limits yep. and be bold. Yeah. And and yeah, that really, that's probably pretty grounding. <laughs> Honestly, less pressure <laughs> on the ego. No, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, there's definitely, uh, and, and when you work in a team, that's real nice because there's things that I just won't do or don't want to do. And, and having that understanding. And then there's some people like, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of heights. I'm not, I'm not uh, chicken shit of them. Um, you know, I've spent a lot of time in a lot of heights and done a lot of work and I'll, I'll move around like a monkey and I don't even really worry about tying myself off, but am I enjoying myself? No, no, not at all. <laughs> don't really like it. Fair. <laughs> if somebody doesn't enjoy it hey have at it bro that's more for you it's not for me <laughs> yeah you'll often get repayment in kind for the words you speak to others i think that's true yeah yeah i agree i agree Often when you talk about somebody hard, that's when they really start talking hard back. And that's because you just talked hard about them. Mm -hmm. They are offended. And, and now they're just returning fire. Um, and the same thing for pleasantries. If you compliment somebody, it's hard. You know, it's a hard, it's a hard ass that'll take a compliment and return it with a, with a, you know, something nasty. Yeah. Yep. I've given compliments to many people. And both flavors. <laughs> like, all right, well, you're going to have the shitty day. I'm going to continue to have a nice day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just, you know, this 66 is interesting. Coming too early yeah. to some events and too late to others. The hated man seldom finds the right time. I wonder if that has to do with the frequency. You're not in tune with anyone else. You didn't know right. to be there early. You know, you didn't know to be there at the right time because you're not in tune with them at all. Right. Right. No, I like where you went with that because there's definitely some people that even though they do the right things, they do them at the wrong time and always just seem to just always fucking up. It's like, it's always, you know, um, my Josh, he's like that, my partner and, and people would get mad at him. And I always call him my Loki. And he's, he's like that. Like it's, he's got the best of intentions. He does the right things. And somehow it just ends up going wonky on him a lot of times. Cause his timing, he just doesn't him watching him with girls is fucking hilarious. Painful. Oh. And my wife just said painful and hilarious it's it's one of the most amazing things i've ever seen you know the guy has the guy has got the most ability to make say the right thing but yet the other person be offended by it like and then you're like, <laughs> going to try and fix it you know by and then that just worsens the offense and you're like oh shit <laughs> you know this was going well <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, it's it's a fairly amazing thing so i like where you went with that because 
you know, that's, and, and he doesn't do that so much anymore. Um, but a couple of years ago when he was real, when he was getting clean off meth and he was really wonky mm. off from society, you know, couldn't read the room uh, at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you perceive yourself to be a hated man, then people are not going to put in the effort. Likewise, they're not going to tell you what time to be there. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. come by early. <laughs> or, oh, don't show up till later, you know. <laughs> You betcha. You betcha. Don't want you here when it's all going on. Yep. They'll decide when Ugh. you show up. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. 67. Yeah. How many more do you want to do? See, we got about uh, five minutes. So let's do. Uh, We'll shoot up to, let's see, 67. 73 seems to have some kind of a space break in it, in mine anyways, like almost like they're changing it. See how it's got like a extra spacing there? Oh, interesting. So I don't know if the tone or something changes, so maybe 73. Mm. And okay. Then, uh, shut her down. Yep, that'll work. All right. Now and then I've been invited to a friend's home. As long as I had no need for food or as long as I could make my inhospitable host cellars fuller rather than emptier. Fire is best for mortals and sunshine and also good health if you have it and living beyond reproach. No one is totally wretched, even if his health is bad. Some find happiness in their children, some in their kin, some in their money, some in work well done. Better to be alive no matter what than dead. Only the living enjoy anything. I saw a fire burning for a rich man and he lay dead outside the door. A limping man can ride a horse. A handless man can be heard. Oh, can heard. <laughs> a deaf man can fight and win. It's better even to be blind than fuel for the funeral pyre. What can a dead man do? Better to have a son than not, even if he's born late in life, even if he's born after you die. You'll rarely see memorials or graves standing near the road that were raised for men without sons. Two men will defeat one. Your tongue can endanger your head. In every hand hidden by a cloak, I expect to see a weapon. Hmm. Here or there, they would they have me in if no meat at a meal I craved or hung two hams in my good friend's home after eating one of his own. A bonny fire is a blessing to man and eke the sight of the sun, his hearty health, if he holds it well, and to live one's life without shame. All undone is no one, though at death's door he lie. So some with good sons are blessed, and some with kinsmen, or with coffers full, and some with deeds well done. 
Better alive than lifeless be. To the quick fall I the cattle. The, the hearth fire burned for the happy air outside a dead man's a dead man lay. May the may the halt ride a horse and the hand and the handless be herdsmen. The deaf may the deaf man may doubtily fight. A blind man is better than a burned one eye. Of what gain is a good man dead? To have a son is good. Late got the way he be, and born when he buried his father. Stones seeds thou seldom set by the roadside, but by kith raised over kinsmen. Two will two will down one, of a tongue is head's bane. A fist I fear, neath every furry coat. Hmm. Wonder why the coat's furry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, but I mean, you don't fear like a thin coat. Like you can't hide a weapon under a thin coat. Like that's uh, very interesting. You know, Ragnar Lothbrook. Lothbrook means shaggy pants. So I wonder <laughs> if he has some kind of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shaggy pants. Huh. he fought a dragon, and his shaggy pants kept him from getting roached by the dragon so uh i wonder if that has some kind of connotation with that also with the furry coat i don't you know just um, it could be yeah. what if it's a totemic thing you know like if you have like an animal fur maybe there's an added layer of protection because you have right uh an aura about you you know right like if you're a berserker or something yeah yeah i like it Good point. I like 67 a lot. Um, this one's a huge deal. Don't don't go into other people's homes as a guest and and become a burden, become a leech. Don't don't go use people. Be the typical couch surfer that eats till uh, the cupboards are bare and then moves on to the next couch. Um, be somebody that you you, you uh, ate something. May replenish it with more than what you took, or or do more chores than what uh, you needed. You know, make it so you, the the thought that was left behind from you is a good one. That person was a boon to have in my home for a day. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yep. Even when you're stuck living at home, try to do things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. I think a lot of you people bet. found themselves in that position these last couple of years. I know I'm not the only one. So, you know, if you're no. going to be there, try to be. No, that, we had a societal collapse. You got to wonder how many even small businesses ended up having to live with relatives, having to do things like that. People that had put everything into a small business that just got sh the door shut on it by government. And, um, you know, yeah. uh, then, like you said, the ones that, uh, like yourself, who refused to uh, uh, capitulate to the rules, and Jared, my Jared did the same thing, ended up losing his job. Um, that's, uh, you know, it's uh, if you don't have a system in place to take care of that, you really put yourself at risk, which is part of what they're using to their advantage. That you've lived yeah. so heavily off of their system that now they get to make rules like that, and the majority of people will 
capitulate because they want to keep eating. They want to keep living. And this goes on quite a bit about how being alive is quite a bit better than being dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I think this is actually really inspiring because, you know, for all the talk that there is about making changes, if you're going to be in these positions, like it was really hard for me to try to get them to grow a garden. I'm not going to lie. And that didn't happen. Some things are not within your control. There are some agreements that can't be made, but if you can try to change your environment for the better, man, do so. You know, as long as I could make my inhospitable host cellars fuller rather than emptier, that's still putting it out there. That's still giving. And that's still something that needs to be done, you know, no matter what. Absolutely. 68 uh, to eight. Yeah. Yeah. 68's just interesting. A fire, some sun, some good health. I, I very like how I like very much how it ends though. Uh, living <laughs> one's life without shame. That's such a, such mm-hmm. a big deal. Um, especially in this society where we're a very, very shameful, very shamed society. Um, white guilt uh, amongst my people is a giant, giant thing. Yeah. Excuse me. It really is. And it's really, um, it's a shame. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're sitting, I'm watching videos of pale people being like, white people are the problem. I'm like, did you forget? Did you, do you have a mirror? <laughs> do you have any sort of pride? Like, what did you do that's the problem? What did you do that's the problem? You, not, not all. Come on now. Yeah, it's a big issue. It's a big issue. And I don't, I don't appreciate people assigning me shame, telling me that I should no. be ashamed of something, you know, oh, you just have white guilt or, you know, screw that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do my best to be a kind person to everyone I meet. I don't care what your skin color is. And people are like, oh, you don't care. I'm like, how can I rephrase this? I love you so much. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. I appreciate your uniqueness, but it doesn't. It doesn't mean that you are any more or less of a person. Yeah, you betcha. No shame. Shame is such a soul eating. Oh, thing. it's awful. It's literally a self hate, and and oh, unless you you know you can maybe hate an action that you've taken, but when you mm-hmm. devolve into to actual self hate of shame, oh, that's a miserable. Uh, honestly, from my perspective. I don't, from my perspective, you don't get a, things don't end and you go up and somebody judges you and like takes a list of things that you've done. No, you, you, you were judging yourself. And, and in life, when I, when I decide I fucked up, that I did wrong, there ain't nothing anybody can ever say that feels worse than me deciding that I fucked up and I did wrong, that I chose, I, I didn't do what was right. And that's to to feel shame is like 
then you've just embodied that. You've taken that instead of like me with an incident. That doesn't mean I'm bad altogether. I just fucked up here. Believe me, I'm going to, I'm going to feel it. But when you have that whole shame, uh, you've embodied that into yourself about yourself. That's, that's a horrible thing. That is horrible. And I like that the next few, you know, sections kind of talk about that. Honestly, no one is totally wretched, even if his health is bad. Like whatever you feel, you're not, (laughs) you're probably all right. You're actually probably all right. Like you don't have to assign yourself that shame. Like nobody is completely wretched. If your health is bad, some find happiness in their children, their kin, their money. I mean, there are, there's so many things to find joy in. Why would you allow that shame to rob you of your life? Better to be alive no matter what than dead. Only yeah. to living enjoy anything. <sighs> you betcha. Which, which really is a, a real deviation from the Abrahamic uh, teachings that they display out today, which are very, very shameful. Um, you know, the, this particular portion is really the way you live life, a, a real direct opposite to the way they live life, where they're not worthy. Um, somebody had to come save them and pay for their sins because they were born wretched and everything about them is always going to be horrible unless you pin yourself to this one thing that was done for you um, w- without even you have even existed yet. And uh Without that, you just you're unworthy, unsavable, um, a, really a very opposite understanding of who you are as a person. Yeah, and I want to I want to clarify some things with that, too. Like even, you know, I don't I don't want to come down on my own upbringing. So I have to be honest and say that I don't think that there were so many times that the church officially assigned me shame. Like, I don't, you know, that it was way more subtle. I mean, the fact that somebody had to die for you, whatever minor thing you did was worthy of death, that's enough to assign your own shame. It doesn't matter how big or how small. It doesn't matter if somebody's slapping you on the wrist or being so loving. The fact that somebody had to die for you, that's severe. That is so severe. And if you don't feel like you've done anything, then it's like, I just existed. (laughs) Whoa. My existence is worth dying over. That's a trip. That is a mind fuck. And it's too bad because there are people who really want to be loving and they, they claim to be loving and all this stuff. But it's like, do you not understand how subtle that is yeah you know i'm sure i'm not the only kid who went to church and and thought they were pretty all right and assigned themselves shame more than anybody else you know how self-condemning you know i mean you can't hate on the church forever take some responsibility for you know your own (laughs) absolutely Absolutely. know. Yeah, at some point you're an adult that's making it. But again, that talks about, that brings us back to the whole first people living like this. 
you are going to be self-responsible, self-reliant. You are going to take personal responsibility for those things and understand your place in it and, and, and your part in it. Um, where these other people, they aren't going to want to do that. They, 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 again, they're looking for a leader. They're looking for a, uh, they're looking to be a zealot, something to make their choices for them. Yeah. Yeah. Then 72 is, is, is again, just normal wisdom. Um, it doesn't matter how many friends you have when it comes time to bury a person, it's, it's your family that takes care of that. Mm -hmm. Your your friends got their own things going on. They're already sad. They don't, they don't have a bunch of extra money. It's, it's your family that's going to do that. And very seldomly does somebody, is there a set of stones raised for somebody that his sons did not do it. So just straight up, if you want to leave something meaningful later, you need to have kids. You need to pass yourself on. You need to pass something on to the world and then you will remain. That is your legacy. Yeah. You know, I think we get caught up in thinking, and I don't know if it's just Hollywood or if this is a general thing, you know, thinking that deeds are our legacy. And certainly those things speak volumes sometimes. Yep. But ultimately your children are your legacy. Your your replica, your fractal, that's your legacy. You actually passed life on. 100%. And that's, you know, where a lot of these so-called elites really don't get it. It's like you guys are trying to control this system and keep money going into certain things and building certain monuments to yourself or mindsets or, you know, continuing mind control, whatever. That's not your Making legacy. Making corporations into actual people. Yeah, that's bizarre. If all this written stuff disappeared, you would have nothing. And all of your messed up children don't speak well of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a good legacy guys <laughs> not at all not at no. all your energy is not going to be uh remembered and it's not going to be felt carried on I they're going to they're going to bloodline yeah yeah and 73 is just again good sense don't go try uh most of the time if you try to fight two people it's probably not going to go well uh <laughs> Yep. That's yeah, that's pretty simple sense in that one. It, it's very interesting. There's another story where uh uh two guys end up taking the form of a wolf and actually becoming wolves and they end up making an agreement. I think it was anything over three men they were supposed to go uh get the other one because at four that it was a danger. Um so that was very, just very interesting the way that they uh, make these, you know, little uh, things like that. Very interesting. And then, uh, yeah, don't run your mouth. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, pretty much. Your tongue can endanger your head. <laughs> you betcha. You betcha. Don't run your mouth. And uh, again, that furry coat thing. Does yours say furry coat? What does <gasps> yours say? No, mine doesn't have details like that sometimes. It just says every hidden hand 
okay, in every hand, hidden by a cloak. Kind of, you know, that would be like yeah. under a cloak. Yeah, if you're huh. if you're being secretive, then I would expect, you know, if you're being sus. Shenanigans. And I put a little mark this time, so we will definitely get <laughs> nowhere we have left off. But with that, that's about two hours. We will. And so, anything else that you want to say and put yourself out there, Rachel? Um, not too much. Um, some stuff that I forgot about. Um, I am offering to do some readings if anybody is interested in uh, runes or tarot or things of that nature. I am open for that. Um, again, and making bone art. Um, yeah, just putting that stuff out. So she does some really cool art and the bone art is so intricate and fantastic. And like I said, I even personally got a piece from her of, uh, I actually, uh, uh, asked her to make a, a piece, although I didn't, uh, she did it her own way, but she knew the idea of what she wanted to make. And, and I commissioned is the word, I guess. Um, and just absolutely love it. So uh, highly recommended. Uh, and with that, uh, hopefully uh, they don't go any more crazy this next week. I don't know how many uh, more stops that they can possibly pull out. Uh, they, they really have went for all the greatest hits right now. So exciting time to be alive if we want to uh you know that order out of chaos that's just a thing you can't you can't change order if something is in a marching along in a precision order it, that's hard to change chaos you can move you can make changes and then you make a new order out of that chaos well that doesn't just apply to them that applies to us too so it's time for us to start making the world we want which is part of why we're going through this and talking about all this and all these points that get so heavily pushed in heathen cosmology is this personal control and building your own world. And now is the best time to do it. Yeah, it is. Okay. Count on some Murphy's so, law. Invoke that. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it, that can work in your favor. Yes. Love you guys.